From Potomac Fund Management, this is the Conquer Risk Podcast. Join us as we discuss the business of running an RIA firm and the practice of investment management. And now, our hosts. Welcome to the Conquer Risk Podcast. My name is Manish Kata, and as always, or almost always, I have the Director of Advisor Education, Jeff Goodno, with us. Uh, this week, we're actually going to talk about something interesting. Uh, our Director of Marketing, Christopher Norton, every quarter goes through and finds all the content we put out and analytically goes through the engagement. And so he approached us the other day and said, look, why don't we do a show where once a quarter we go through the top posts, the top podcasts, and sort of discuss what advisors are engaging with us on, what they're uh, liking, what what the top 10 sort of posts are, and sort of dive into that. And so this week, that's uh, what we're going to do. We're going to review what had the most engagement and kind of discuss what we thought was expected, what uh, was a surprise, and uh, what we see going forward. So, uh, Jeff, what do you got this week to kick it off? Yeah, well, I, actually, to, to kick it off, I wanted to start by saying I find this fascinating. Separate from an individual item that we want to, want to mention, the fact that with all of the things going on in our environment, so many people working from home and not commuting in whatever fashion that is, we're actually seeing podcasts typically are done, you know, listening while you're driving in the car, sitting on the train, etc. We've actually seen all the numbers go up. So I just wanted to shout out a big thank you uh, to advisors for taking the time, effort, and energy in the midst of this chaos to listen, watch, and read the content that we're providing. So I had to throw a little note out there. Well, I mean, that's, that's actually pretty critical because I listen to podcasts, but I usually do it driving to the temporary office or driving to the gym. And so I haven't really listened to any of the podcasts I typically follow uh, because those things have been taken away. So that's that's pretty reassuring. I know you and I go through this all the time if you know banging our head against the wall for wasting our time with this thing. But um, it is uh, good news that the, what do you call it, the usership? Or yeah, the, I, the, I call it the usership. Ink, the usership, that's, that's the engagement my own name. the podcast has gone up. Okay. <laughs> Cool. All right. Well, let's start with the first thing. Um, yeah. I think uh, I, I wrote a blog about um, how bear markets can humble buy the dip investors. And I swear if this thing V recovers, I will write a blog about how uh, a, a V recovery can humble the risk manager, um, to, to be fair. V. But uh, that, that, that was the number one engaged blog for obvious reasons, right? We expected something like that. When you're in the middle of a bear market and you write a blog that talks about past bear markets and bear market rallies, you would expect that to be um, sort of up there. What we'll be telling is, you know, next year, if we do this same sort of review, you know, if this thing stays in there, um, any thoughts on that? Yeah, well, that, you know, it's uh, like anything, right? You want to you wanna put your money where your mouth is. And obviously, in, in all honesty and full disclosure, we have done a fair amount of promotion. This one just was released uh, kind of at the beginning of March. And that's, of course, when all the hell broke loose. So, it, you know, it's that's why it's in the expected, right? On one hand, we're promoting it a lot. It's also very timely. So we kind of expected this would be the type of blog uh, that we might have see up here. Uh, but still, the fact that it was this high with such a limited amount of time for people to be able to read is is what uh, caught us off guard a little bit. But the the concept definitely we thought would probably be up here in the top. So. Yeah, I mean it's 
it's only been 30 days, I guess, because we stopped this analysis at the end of the quarter. So right. uh, the other thing that was sort of expected, but but also sort of surprising, because this is something I wrote at the beginning of January, was the danger of calendar year returns. Uh, and I think it's going to be sort of timely again, because, you know, last year the S&P was up, you know, roughly 32%, give or take. But a lot of other balanced allocation funds or risk managed funds uh, allocations were not. Right. And then you have an instance this year where you can already see the S&P uh, because of the, the top five stocks being mostly tech stocks holding its own versus things like small cap and equal weight. So we might have another year where, you know, the, the focus on, you know, a singular year uh, might be deceiving. But I, I was actually although I was expecting it to see uh, to see the engagement because it's that, you know, it's about risk. I, I was a kind of surprise that it's it was still up there even because it's three months old well i think part of the uh, this is my take and and part of the reason i expected this to to be up here a little bit higher was yeah it, it's definitely had a longer opportunity for readership uh, but also just the fact that that what that tells me is advisors have seen obviously uh, their clients in many cases experience pain, right? And anytime they experience pain, they start doing what? They start looking for other solutions. And in doing so, a lot of that uh, was, it was kind of along the lines of due diligence, right? It's really one of those things, hey, we're talking to you about a common mistake, a common error that advisors make when they're looking for a new solution. And that's to look at calendar year returns, but kind of by itself or as a, a sole flag data point. And, uh, you know, putting too much emphasis on that one item. So I, I, that's, that's to me the reason that it, was, it fell into the expected category. Um, but again, it's all, look, if the markets had been up another 30% this year, nobody would have given a crap about that and nobody would have read it, right? <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the yeah, reality of, of what we deal with. So um, let, me, uh, let me throw one out there as we move to the surprised category. Uh, the one that surprised me a lot because I, I had, I struggled a little bit in, in writing this was the, uh, you know, fortunately we did a, uh, we did a podcast first and that helped the podcast, uh, of our HSA, the fidelity experience was the fourth episode of season two. And, uh, you know, that, that podcast, uh, obviously rose quite well. Um, I, I really wasn't sure because it is a niche. But this goes back to the thing we say over and over, which is part of our job is to find ways to help advisors make money and take care of clients and finding a niche. That's the whole point of that, right? Yeah, that, that one that one really surprised me as well because, frankly, uh, HSAs have just been largely ignored. Uh, a lot of times they're smaller account balances. And what floored both of us was the amount of interest from advisors mm -hmm. um, across the board, you know, from current clients to prospects. And, and the thing that I kept reading through, through some of the notes that you put in the system was that people were coming to you saying, oh, yeah, I have like, you know, 20 or 30 clients that I'm sort yeah. of helping out, but, but not really. And so th there's never been sort of this uh, platform to allow advisors to, to really help HSA accounts. So while you and I both thought it, it was a cool concept and something that should take hold, I don't think that we thought that it would have this much traction. <laughs> no, we've personally. we've seen several advisors that have come to us from scratch and and uh, are doing business or considering doing business, and we've had some that you know maybe we only have a little bit of business that have contacted us. I mean, the the, the largest so far is an eighty thousand uh, dollar you know HSA account that they said, "Oh, we finally have a solution." Right? I mean, it's it's yeah. that eureka moment when advisors go, "Wait a second, I've been doing the right thing." telling clients to use the HSA in this particular manner 
and yet it wasn't to their own benefit. Kudos to those advisors, right? Well, now all of a sudden they can actually, you know, benefit a little bit along with bringing even more benefit to the client than just having the assets set there, right? Now we can get growth to take advantage of that triple tax free. So, uh, sure. so yeah, that, sure. that was, that was the one that, uh, that was definitely my, my biggest surprise. What do you have? Uh, we got a couple of surprises. What's yours? So, yeah. So this one, this one was surprised because we know sort of how we're distributing content. Uh, and because obviously engagement goes hand in hand with how you're promoting and distributing what you're doing. So back in February of last year, I wrote a piece on the pros and cons of index funds and it wasn't my favorite piece. Sometimes you're, you're self-critical of your own writing, but at the same time, we really never promoted it outside of emailing it to our prospects, a couple social posts. But other than that, it's really just been hidden. And this quarter, it was up there, I think, in the top five. Um, and that, that really threw me off because uh, maybe it's just because everyone's at home and there's more engagement, but uh, that, that sort of was a, a shocker to see on the list. Like I said, index funds obviously are all fine and dandy. We've talked about this where, you know, look, as long as you can uh, sit there and hold on to them, that's great. Um, but, you know, that's I, I, I always thought that was – I know you said you struggled writing it. I actually enjoyed the read myself uh, because I thought you did a good job in, in coverage in that particular topic. So, you know, like anything, it's – Well, I lo- you know, I don't enjoy anything I write. So that's just, you know, you finish writing it and you're like, what the fuck am I even talking about? But uh, – um, Anyway, I, that was that was surprising, and I know something that you wrote uh, was also pretty surprising for me because I just didn't think anyone gave <laughs> two shits because you can't. This. You don't think I can write worth a shit, and frankly, you're right. No, no, but I don't think <laughs> the topic. I mean, I don't think anyone yeah. cares about share mutual fund share classes. Like, why why is that on this list? You know, I, I, no, I completely agree. I, you know, I don't write very much. You write many more of the blogs than I do blog posts. Um, but you know, we thought, in the scheme of things, uh, as as we deal with individual advisors, and many of them are, are are doing management themselves, you know, that's one of the things in in audits that that's just it's a hot topic for sure. And so we thought, all right, let's let's go ahead and write this thing and and see if this is helpful. And 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 I was doing as I started the more research I did, the more I just kind of kept slapping my forehead and thinking, I mean, this is insane, right? The the responsibility that we all have. And, you know, for us, this, it's just part of our process because managing money is the core of what we do. But for most advisors who are doing it themselves, that's not necessarily the core of what they do, right? It's something that they do. So to have, have and understand a resource to be able to look at the individual share classes and understand the responsibilities therein, I think is, is the reason that it, it, it certainly surprised me, but I guess that's the reason that it, uh, you know, turned out to be a pretty highly read yeah. blog. <laughs> yeah, or, or no one. I mean, I think part of it might be the, the there have been a ton of uh, articles and pieces of content put out that the SEC is sort of all over this. Maybe mm-hmm. that helped. I don't know. I, yeah. I would have never guessed that this would be up there. So uh, so moving on to, to sort of what we think, <laughs> what we want people to watch. Or listen to, right? uh, <laughs> yeah. And so so one of the things that you and I talked about that I think is pretty cool is, you know, we had these plans to make sort of changes to the business and and um, you know more of a platform mask and and some of the details still aren't ironed out but i think this was back in november or december we're like hey let's let's just document it you know let's start recording some episodes where we go through the steps of what we accomplish what's next um and so we did season or episode one excuse me earlier this year 
um, and the second one recently. And then hopefully, you know, before launch or when we have more details, we'll do the other one. And and I don't know, I, I think conceptually that's pretty cool because we're trying to share sort of the process as we're building it. Um, and so I, I think that's something worth watching, especially if you're a current advisor um, or a, an engaged prospect to sort of get an idea of, of what we have up our sleeves. Yeah, um, and and the the first episode, the one that we're referring to, that uh, you know, was it was actually the season premiere for uh, for season two, right in the beginning of January. And I think it is definitely something I I it, number one, we are seeing this. So it's not a pure pitch, right? We are seeing this one climb quickly. Uh, it was it was uh, it was definitely up there, and because we just released the next one, uh, but we released it in April, we didn't count that, and it definitely got engagement. So that's part of the reason that you and I decided that we need to make this uh, a what should you watch, read, or listen to, right? We we think that there's yeah. value there as you start having sister pieces uh, come together from that standpoint, and and that's the reality, right? It's a lot of advisors don't necessarily right you're you're in the middle of doing a job and you don't know all the things that are going on in the background and we're just simply trying to have full disclosure and tell you hey here are the 14 balls that are up in the air and as we can grab a couple of them we're we're doing another podcast right and and we think that okay. there's some value in in understanding how that comes together and that may help uh, find some some good partners so uh, on that note, takeaways. We it's uh you know any any kind of final thoughts on expected surprise and what yeah, we talked about. Yeah, I mean I do I do like this concept of just going through because you know I think for advisors I think you sh- any of your marketing or even operations any of your business tasks once a quarter you sit down and go through your KPIs so you can make decisions on the future. Uh, and, and this is no different, you know. When when Christopher sent us that that teamwork message, and said, "Hey, this is what I've seen for the past ninety days: good, bad, and different." Uh, you know, we sort of jumped on this as a as a way to to move forward. So, takeaway number one, I think, you know, when when you're in a risk off situation, you're going to have more engagement uh, on on topics based on risk, right? I think that's that's obvious. Uh, number two is. You know, the pr- promotion helps, you know, and we can see that you, you write something phenomenal and stick it in a newsletter that you send to 10 people, you know, it, you're not going to get many, many views. So uh, the distribution aspect of it clearly is starting to show in the data where the more places you put it, the more eyes you're going to have on it. Um, and we're also tracking the quality eyes, like how long it's being wa- uh, watched or read or things like that. Um but that's my key takeaway is, is, you know, timely content based on what's going on in the world is really helpful. And also um, distribution of, of your thoughts as an advisor. Yeah, um, no, well, well said. Uh, you know, mine, mine's pretty simple. I mean, our, our objective, and this is what I look back at, our objective for creating the Conquer Risk podcast as well as writing the blog posts that we do uh, is all about education of advisors, making the advisor's job easier, and, and hopefully in the end that all comes together to make the advisors that much wiser and frankly better advisors. And so hopefully because we are seeing extra engagement, increasing engagement, even through a time when everybody's life is in chaos. I mean, even as remote people, we, we, our lives are in chaos, even if it's the same routine every day. Um, and the fact that more people are, we have more usership, that's that's impressive. And we want to say thanks, and, and hopefully we're doing the job that we set out to do. So uh, what do you got for a recommendation, sir? Well, I have an interesting one, actually, this week. Uh, 
Rosa and Alex Chalekian, friends of the firm. Uh, Alex was one of them on our podcast earlier this year, or earlier, uh, late last year, excuse yeah. me. Uh, they decided to to get through the work from home environment that they would be they would do a husband and wife uh, show and, and record it. And what's interesting is they they also work together. Uh, Rosa's going to be on uh, one of our podcasts coming up in the near future. And so the episodes uh, should be out uh, by the time this airs. And uh, I, I thought it was a, a, a good uh, a good couple to keep a track on. It should be pretty hilarious. Uh, you know, Rosa calls Alex out on his shit all the time. So uh, <laughs> it, it should be good good comedy entertainment. So shout out to the Chilekians and, and definitely check that out. All right, sweet. All right, well, mine's going to be a little, little weird. But, uh, you know, what, a week or two ago, I, I gave a recommendation for my best... Uh, rod and reel combo. I'm a fisherman. I love largemouth bass. And this week, oh, I'm going to recommend Guggen baits. They say uh, they say open scratch and uh, and catch fish. You know, basically. So uh, uh, based on the package, you just add water, and suddenly these lovely baits will catch you some ginormous bass. I'm out here on Lake Okeechobee and uh obviously enjoying my time but uh i couldn't help myself the a quick background guggen baits started with a bunch of knucklehead high school kids that just like fishing that much they started putting stuff on youtube and between all yeah. of them as their their sort of followings built now one of the partners is scott martin who's son of roland martin who is the best most awarded bass fisherman in the history and, you know, they've come together now to create their own bait. Some of these guys are making money hand over fist. It's pretty impressive. And they're all still knuckleheads, which is the greatest part on the planet. I mean, most of them have kids now and stuff. But, you know, it's just funny to go back oh, and watch know, some say, of this. The saying goes, every, every great business has started from, you know, something you're passionate about. Yeah, well, so, so this is funny because I, they put pure passion right here on the package. And that's, that's all, you're absolutely right. So that's it for us. Manish, you got anything else you want to throw in the fire? that's it good good quarter in terms of yeah. you know content and hopefully we can keep it up and not quit all right thanks bud we'll talk soon <laughs> see it peace all opinions expressed by podcast guests are solely their own and do not reflect the opinions of potomac fund management this podcast is for informational purposes only and should not be relied upon for investment decisions. Clients of Potomac Fund Management may maintain positions and securities discussed in this podcast.